get money Plant a tree Don't you know I want you baby I want you girl Ain't seen you lately Tell me Tell me Am I living right? Oh yeah Am I living right? Oh yeah Am I living right? Am I living right? Enclose your mind into a caption Make that caption Take a picture Take that picture Put it on your feed See you got too much need Envy hate from all these women All these women supersede Probably listen Take your attention And fake what we don't need But I see a deeper purpose Know I listen when I'm wordless Know there's tension when you nervous Don't deserve the hate in person Take it, make your mind up if I don't think to agree But tell me what I'm doing wrong so I could tell you what I see Yeah, am I living right? 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 That's another one from uh, Little Bro, man Jay's, aka Aaron Jaira Chris, you remember when you used to rap, fool? <laughs> bro, get the funniest off the ca- off the fucking mic, bro. Like, I, I, I can hear the back, bro. Sorry, bro. It's all good. Real gonna do real things. I know. <laughs> I know. You, I mean, so like, we ain't gonna put this album out, man. Nah, mine just... Um, or like a mix or like something. Like, yeah, you gotta put some freestyles out. Like, you know what you need to start doing? Freestyle Fridays. It's just, it's just put them on IG. Nah, Create a close friends on IG. Mm-hmm. Just put them out. Nah, you got you got you got to be a, in a certain um, <laughs> in a certain level of friendship and, and and camaraderie to be able to get my freestyles. Close friends. That's this that's what. Yeah, it's but for. I don't. But see, the thing is, I like the idea of it being fleeting. You know what I'm saying? I I hate when folks record folks freestyling. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea. Like, I want you to be engaged into the wordplay. You know what I'm saying? I don't want okay. you to be thinking about okay. how I can be able to record this. I got you. I you know, got you. you. So like, remember you when, just trying to be like out in the streets. Remember when Wayne said one time he was like, I forgot what song it was. He was like, he was on South Beach, and someone was like, you know, oh, can I free you freestyle? Oh blah, blah. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember like, that nah, shit. But I remember I'm the that. best rapper alive. Yes. So that's you, basically. Like I, I, I'm not just doing this shit on on call. Yeah. You exactly. Gotta, exactly. Like, I got you. I got you. Yeah. It's like, hey, Michael Jordan, shoot the jump shot. Hey, listen, quick. listen though, bro. Chris can rap, man. You remember at my wedding. We was in the Church of Christ out there, Jackson. <laughs> it was some bars yeah, given bro. in that uh, in that in that nursery. Yeah, bro. We was in a church, bro. Yeah. I gotta go. Just I, I haven't said this, so I, I gotta say this now. It's, it was funny. So at my wedding, where uh, we got married at North Jackson Church of Christ. Shout out. Sh- no. <laughs> yeah, shout out to I, get, said, I, I guess. No. So we got married there, right? And um, you know, we from Memphis still. You feel me? So um, while we're in like the nursery, we're in the nursery. That's where like the the grooms. What do you call it? The the groom suite. Like we didn't have. We weren't fancy. So like the, the groom suite was the nursery of the church. All right. Yeah. That's where the groom suite was. And Lord knows it was a groom suite. All right. So we had beats. We have freestyles, and we had Grey Goose. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it, was, it was slick crazy, bro. Like, I'm so glad I didn't have any cameras in there. There's no way Jazz's mom could ever go back to that church after what we did in there. Yeah, sir, sir uh, we need to have a conversation. We need to have a conversation. Grey Goose Spirits. But it, it was it was like very, I mean, this is on some New York type stuff, right? But it was a very essence of hip hop type stuff. It was. In, in the sense of, it started out with folks checking each other. Is is that how it started? Yeah. I think then, that's how it and, started. And then we, it started, is. then we started putting those checks to, you know, to music. You know, with the influence of a little alcohol, and um, and then it just it just went from there. Yeah, but uh, you know, you think about when I think about not not rap music, but when I think about the word hip hop. I'm thinking about like competitive spirit. Oh yeah, yeah. we was battling. Yeah, it was definitely some battles yeah, in there for was, sure, for sure. Some wordplay. And like, so what's crazy is I have so Justin has a clip, like he has like a brief clip of it. Delete so it. Nah, buddy, send that clip on Flim Diesel. 
I'm hitting you up after this. But he has a clip of it. He has he has one clip. But most of the stuff we didn't even record, man. Like it, that's the reason why you don't record because the thing. Because I'm gonna tell you like this. First of all, I know it was probably one of the best. Uh, wedding day rap battles probably of all time. Period. Yeah, realistically. Period. Like this, this is one of those, Period. like, you know, best realistically, when you think about all, like, the great, you know, shit. battle rappers, all the great, you know, musicians, all the great beef songs, this is probably one of the best of all time. The best that church has ever seen. Yeah, and then a big part of that is this, too. It will also live in our minds in a bigger way yeah, because facts. of the fact that it was not recorded. If it was if it was recorded, then you get you have these grand expectations and you watch it again, and it's like it, you we don't have, have the to, same nostalgia. You're on the same feel. But. Without us, like, we, we are literally keeping that legend alive. Exactly. It's one of those things where, like, every time we meet up, we have to have the conversation about, yo, like, you remember that 16 that you spit? On Malcolm, remember when Malcolm was slid across the floor of them damn loafers on knees bent to the side? Exactly. With the crit, well, yes, bro. My cousin Darrell was out there spinning, but it yeah. was it was, it was one of those. His son was there I too. Feel, his son was in there. Yeah, young protege. And he in in he. I don't even think he really realized like his he, shit was being made. That he day. got to experience something no, no one ever was able to experience. Never, ever, ever, bro. That was dope, bro. I, it is, I'm I'm really glad that you got that opportunity to come down to the web because I know it was like super last minute for you. Um, you you came down from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, because you were still in, right? Or you? Yeah, were- I was. I was still in the military. I, I didn't think I'd have to have the ability because either we either we were just got back from a deployment, getting ready to go for. I don't remember the exact time frame, but I know something was like it's 2017, May 2017. Yeah, so it was definitely we had something called IRC, which means initial readiness call. So it means mm-hmm. that for like a month long straight, I can deploy at any time, kind of thing. He was so, on on call. on call. Yeah, like nurses be on call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was on call for the yeah. government slick. Okay. So, um, so it was that not was an opportunity though. for us to, and so I couldn't find out to last minute and it didn't really seem fair for me to say, oh, yeah, I can, yeah, I can be at the wedding and then last minute not show up. So, yeah. Um, well, look, let me intro this real quick. Back, welcome it. back to, um, as I recall, your host, Alex Sweet here, as you can see, I have one of my best friends in, um, the building right now. I've only done two episodes where I've done like an actual live in-person conversation where we're actually going to do like the traditional podcast format. Those that have listened to the past episodes, you guys know that it's like, you know, I'll give like my my monologue in the beginning. um, And then I have like a Zoom call recording that I've had with family and friends. And then I'll come back with like a monologue at the end. This one right here um, is going to be another episode where I'm actually sitting down. But I had to sit down with this guy though. Me and Chris go back. um, And he um, and I both are on a new journey together right now that we're both experiencing this fatherhood. Yes, sir. So um, this is going to come out a little bit, you know, on on down the line. But you are, you had yours first. So congratulations, Miss Olivia James. Precious, bro. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful baby girl. Shout out to Miss Megan, too, for allowing you to come down here and letting you do this for a second, man. Um, But topic of conversation that I've been having with a few of my frat brothers, my, my pops as well, is just recalling just that moment, bro. Like, when you got that phone call, that text, what was it? How did you find out that you, CJ Living, is about to be Pops, CJ Living? Gotcha. So, we, me and Megan have been thinking about it. You know, we're not thinking about it. I, I've been like, let's 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 go ahead and knock this out. So we were trying to have. <laughs> we were trying to have. Uh, the way she puts it was, we were not not trying. So I've heard that for you. The the way it worked was. I think it was August. We went to the hospital, or not the hospital, we went to the doctor and we stopped taking birth control. So you've been taking birth control pretty much probably since she was like 20 years old, right? So some form of contra- contraception, right? Uh, contra- contraceptive, wow. Anyway, so um, she decided to, you know, we decided, you know, hey, we're going to stop. So she stopped in August and, um, you know, October, so September came around and uh, she you know, she didn't have a period, but, she, but the doctor told us at the time, hey, because you've been taking this for so long, there's be a, a, a chance that you don't have a regular period anymore. And this is 2020, right? October. Yep, this is October 2020. Okay. So time so, time. so then you have, you know, September comes around, she doesn't have a period. Uh, you know, uh, then you have November comes around. Um, she doesn't have, a, uh, sorry, October comes around, she didn't have a period. And she had ch- checked, you know, during these times, like, oh, am I pregnant? But she wasn't pregnant. So we just like, okay, well, we, when is this period going to come? So the day now, before, real quick, I'm, I'm just curious. What kind of uh, birth control did she have? Uh, like the, she was taking pills. Like, oh, no, okay. So no. she was on a pill. All right. Yeah. So Jasmine did the um, IUD. IUD. Yeah, yeah. 
and it yeah. was a similar type of situation to where like you know it was just like the the cycles were like just irregular as fuck. So you you really just didn't know you didn't exactly. Know. But anyways, exactly. Continue, continue. Yeah. So we we had a good you know sixty days since she stopped taking her last or since so she had stopped taking birth control. So realistically, you know, 28, 30 days later, she should have a period if it was regular. But we recognize it won't be regular, whatever it may be. So we had checked a couple times, nothing you know was going on. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving. All right, so mm-hmm. day before Thanksgiving. Like, so we had checked and things like that. And she was like, we're about to go out, you know, the day before Thanksgiving is kind of like, it's still like a big party day. You know, folks kind of go out and, and, and drink and have a good time, like when family comes in. Right. And so we were about to go do that, uh, especially because we're edging towards the end of like the COVID-ish situation. I mean, obviously not out of COVID, but like the COVID-ish situation. So people wanted to kind of enjoy themselves again. It's okay, bro. You was out in these streets during COVID. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm not judging you. I was out in the streets too, bro. It's fine. Masked up. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so day before Thanksgiving, and so she she took a birth control, sorry, a birth, a pregnancy test. I'm tripping. She took a, a pregnancy test um, by herself. So at the time, um, I was living in an apartment. She was living in a house. She took the uh, pregnancy test by herself, and she calls me. She's in the closet of her home, FaceTime, and she was like, like, Face is all flustered. I, I, I took a pregnancy <laughs> test, and, 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 I, and I think I may be pregnant. Why was she in the closet? Bro, I don't know. I mean, is this her home? Well, this is, so this is a home. <laughs> this, but this, but this is, it's a home that she, she you know, she, she shares with her sister and oh, her Okay, roommate. okay, 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 yeah. okay. So, like, she she was trying to find some privacy. She yeah, exactly. privacy. I'm like, why is she hiding in her own house? Exactly. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I so, so she's in the closet, and she FaceTiming me. And so, you know, me, I'm like, I'm super excited. I'm like, yo. And like, my mind, I'm like thinking to myself, I don't say this out loud, but I'm thinking to myself like, why'd you do this without me? You know what I'm saying? Why am I not there? So I'm like, I'm on my way. She's like, well, I don't even know. You know, they say you're supposed to take multiple tests. I don't know. It's probably a false positive. I'm like, look, bet. I'm on my way. <laughs> so I, I, got in, I got into my car. I went straight to, uh, we had this place called Harris Teeter. It's like a Kroger kind of, you know, grocery gotcha. store. So I go straight to Harris you Teeter. In, it, you're in Carolina. So I go straight to the grocery store, go to aisle seven, pick up the, uh, you know, uh, the pregnancy test. And like, so I'm looking on the shelf, like, which one should I get? And I just know that I got to get two different types because if one, I don't want the false positive situation. So I get this clear blue digital one that like I thought was kind of cool because it'd be digital read and like this other one that I picked up. So I got both of them. Um, I ripped the boxes open, put them in my pockets. Because like the thing is, I'm now going into her home where her sister and her roommate are there. So you and, gotta be discreet. Yeah, and she, so she, she they can't know that I'm bringing these boxes of pregnancy tests into the house. So I got them in my pockets. So why didn't you just leave inside of the Harris Teeter bag? I wasn't thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> my, my, my mind was like, I'm I'm about to, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, I got we, you. We going upstairs to the closet to do a little experiment. You know, that's what my mind says. <laughs> so she peed inside the closet. No, 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 no. I'm fucking with no. But no, but so we were. So I'm like, I get there. Her face is still like in shock mode. I'm like giving her biggest hug. I'm like, look, I got you. So regardless of what's going on right now, like, you know, I don't want to be a false alarm, but regardless, like we're about to like, calm down. We're about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. It's about to be exciting. Beautiful. And you know how I am. So I got, I, my phone is out recording every single bit of this, right? Every every single bit of the entire process is <laughs> right. is, is, is is on the phone. So I'm like, all right, baby, go sit down and pee. Let's, let's, let's get this thing done. She's like, I don't know. I'm like, sit down and pee. Let's, let's get this thing let's done. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah. I'm here. So the way the pregnancy test works is you, you know, you pee, you wait a period of time, you come back and look at it, whatever the answer may be, right? So she pees on the stick. It does, it's not instant, right? We got to wait a little time. So we, we, we sit it down, we're like talking. I'm like, look, I'm trying to give her the, you know, the, the, the speech that I feel like I'm supposed to give somebody, you know, during this time. Right? Give me a brief. Give me like the cliff notes of this speech. Give hey, me the cliff notes of this speech, bro. Hey, hey, baby, I want you to know right now that at all times I'm going to be with you. you know? I so got you. you. You may not understand. We exactly how it's going to go, but no matter what's going to happen, you won't have, this won't happen alone. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting, yeah, yeah. Let, letting her know that. She, we in this together. Yeah, we ride together. We die together. Exactly. Yeah, no, she, she, bad boys for life. Exactly. I was, I was giving her that, that bad boys for life speech, right? So I was, I was, I was probably Will Smith. She was Martin Lawrence in the situation, right? So, I got you. I got so, you. So we were doing that and, you know, whatever period of time goes by, we go back and I'm like, it's, it's sitting on the bathroom floor. So I'm like, let's go back together. And I'm trying to make things dramatic. So I turn the lights off. And I'm like, I want to turn the lights on to like see what the test says, you know, just being super extra. And uh, we turn the lights on and it says pregnant. And I'm like, I give her a big hug. I'm like, you're doing this. But she's still in the shock mode, kind of like, you know, fearful a little bit. I, I will say yeah. that 
even like when I recorded it, she was like, she hates one of the videos because she, in her mind, it looks as if she's like, like not happy, yeah, yeah, but yeah, she yeah. really is just scared out of her mind, right? Yeah. You know, her body's about to go through this crazy transition. She's about to, her life's about to change, whatever it She started thinking about everything. Everything. That little second, and you were just in the present for that moment, yeah. but she started thinking about everything. Exactly. So we find out. So then we're still going out, though. So the crazy thing is, we already told her sister, her roommate, the friends, it's like that, we're going out. Dang. So she, she was, so, so, so how do we do this, right? Because she's not ready to, you know, Megan's one of those people that is very much like, I'm not telling nobody I'm pregnant to like the third trimester in her mind, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, she wanted, she, <laughs> she, she, she wants to <laughs> nobody. Yeah, she wants folks. Until it was here. Exactly, about. exactly. So that's, right. that's, that's how she is. And so um, we go, we go out and I don't really don't drink like crazy like that anymore. So I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe I can just drink her drinks, but maybe folks will know. So she, but she says like in the car, so she's smooth with it. She's like, ah, I just, uh, I feel like I'm having a little bit of headache. I feel like I shouldn't be drinking tonight. She says it like that all smooth and whatnot in the car. Other folks can hear her say that. But it wasn't like a big deal. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, like a big oh, deal. Snap, okay, yeah, exactly. Whatever. So when she gets there, right? So she's like, oh, I'm just going to drink water or whatever. You know, she got, folks was like, oh, okay, yeah. But Megan, not a big deal. She says she's kind of got something going on. Right. Not a big deal, right? So no one really thought anything of it. Let me, let me, uh, hold on real quick. Professional opinion. We're not professionals. Maybe somebody can help us out. At that, I mean, can you... Can you drink though? Like, so the thing is, I know that there. I have European friends that tell me all the time that their mothers did, and they drink like they can drink a glass of wine throughout the entire pregnancy. It's not a big deal. Okay. What I do know is this: I know Megan, and I know okay. I know for a fact that yeah. if, if if any article ever said that you should not touch baloney, like physically touch baloney during pregnancy, she ain't gonna touch baloney. Six feet. Yeah, six feet from baloney <laughs> at all times. Six feet. <laughs> like so, like I mean, I promise you, like the deli meats and like the the yeah. unpasteurized cheeses and. I mean, she's looking at, I mean, I'm telling you one time she had apple cider vinegar in a crock pot meal and she looked at it and it said unpasteurized. This girl called me crying during pregnancy, crying. She said, I just ruined my whole meal. I'm talking, it's like a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in a crock pot. And she's telling me I ruined this whole meal. I can't eat it anymore because it's unpasteurized and I'm, you know, I can't do this. What you say, bro? I said, baby, I'm picking you up Chick-fil-A. Don't worry. That's that's what's up. Yeah, exactly. That's what's up. We're here to fix it, man. We're here yeah. just to make them comfortable. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, don't worry about it. I'm yeah. here. Yeah, so, I love it, bro. I love it. So that's that's how it went. So we, we, she okay. had the situation, and uh, it was really cool because that happened in November. She told her parents, um, you know, we told her parents kind of like through, like, uh, we had like the, um, we went together to get the uh, pregnancy check at the hospital. Then we had another, another um, like, appointment. We got a couple pictures, and then... Christmas, we surprised her family, mm-hmm. and then on New Year's, I surprised my family. Okay, so it was it was a cool opportunity for us to I kind of know that. about ourselves for a little bit. I yeah. remember that. So um, she's in the medical field, right? Yeah, Megan is. She's yep. like a nurse. She is. Yep. Did she deal with babies? Or yeah, so that's that's probably the worst thing that could happen, and the best thing that could happen to us because like she she has like you know she works in um, um, OBGYN situation, so okay. it's like. Um, very much she's seeing all the negative. Like, so she's aware of a lot of things, which makes things happen in like a catastrophic way sometimes in her mind right. when something's not necessarily happening right. So she's aware, like, okay, I know this. I, you know, this this is how things are supposed to happen in her mind. And when it doesn't necessarily happen that way, and she's also seeing all the negative things all the time, it's, it's, it's a gift and a curse. So we're talking about Megan, and let's go get off of her because this is really about what you was going through. Well, where your mental state was and how you was feeling through the actual pregnancy part. Obviously, you know, your your queen is here now. Now, you said earlier, even with, you know, her calling about the whole vinegar situation, you was like, babe, I got you. You're going to get Chick-fil-A. I was in that, well, I'm still in that situation right now to where it's like, you know, I'm trying to deal with that emotional side of things like, Sometimes I feel like, you know, crap, is she being a little over the top? Mm-hmm. Is she being a little bit, uh, you know, what's what I'm looking for? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know the exact word you're looking for, but let me tell you how I feel about that real quick. You ready? No, go ahead. Tell me. I think we all understand talk about the idea of men being fixers sometimes, you know, and I don't want to generalize. I think it's pretty silly to generalize. But okay. I recognize that I... Like us be like problem solvers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I feel like... What happens in this space is this. A woman is going through something she feels like she has little to no control over, right? 
if we fix without listening first, what happens is we are telling someone who is seeing the sky as blue that the sky is not blue. We're, we're, we're like not validating their real feelings. We're not validating what's going on. So I, you don't want to be dismissive of those feelings, right? Okay. So if she's saying all these things, catastrophic situation, blah, blah, is I think I've heard a lot more. I've got a lot more uh, um, positive feedback when it's been like, going, hey, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Is this a situation like you want to help you fix this? Or you want to, are, you, are you looking to kind of have me hear you out? So you just real direct with it, straight yeah. to it. It's like, okay, all right, okay. I hear what you're going through, or I hear what you're telling me. How do you want me to proceed now? Yeah. Do you want me to help you help you fix this situation or find a solution to the situation? Because even I glad to you, I, I feel like I used that that term before. Well, let me help you fix this because I and immediately, it, it, you know, maybe it was just some emotions that was involved there. She felt like, well, I'm not broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not let me help you. I'm not trying to fix you. Let us both figure out how we can fix this particular situation. Yeah. So you're just very, very direct with it. Like, is there something you want me to help you help help you fix? Yeah. Or is this something you just need to vent? Is that what you... Yeah, but I think also tonality is super important to that because you don't want to come Facts. off as the idea of like, hey, you want, you want to fix this? Like, I'm like, hey, babe, I hear you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that sounds like it sucks. Yeah. You know, how does it make you feel? Okay, great. Babe, is this something you, like you want me to help you? Like, we should kind of like, want to work together on this, or is this? Do you do you feel better if we just kind of like talk about it? What was the first one? The first thing she said on that, that, that like first like, like the that? the the first real like type of problem. He was like, oh snap! All right, like she really thinks, or in it very well could have been this is this is a problem, and she's coming to you with it. What was that conversation like? That the very it, very first one. It's it's like I mean, to me. They are all things that we look back on and you don't like, I think there's a reason why women are able to have multiple children. And I think that's because of the fact that thankfully sometimes your memory is not that great. Because I think that if women remember, if women remembered, it's probably some biological situation that actually happens. But I, I think that if women remembered every single vivid detail of what it was like being pregnant, the actual Boy, labor, and all that sort of stuff. It seems like a too much of a daunting task to do it again. Mm-hmm. But the joy of a child being here helps you forget all of that. You're willing to endure it again. So, I mean, it was times in which it was talked about, you know, f- certain foods she couldn't eat. She was frustrated because of those foods. Um, you know, certain things, people like talking about, you know, people say, oh, you don't look pregnant. Well, Megan's a small girl. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have like the traditional baby bump. So mm-hmm. because of that, she starts to feel like, what am I doing wrong? Because I don't look pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. I never, see, that's a different perspective. Because yeah. like, you know, you got some women that's it's the exact opposite. Yeah. It's yeah. like, dang, like how far along are you? So I just find out. And yeah. Like, oh, it's not. And then, you know, they just full disclosure, my wife don't want to eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she was, she like literally like our diet was baked fish, chicken, yeah. salad. You know what I'm saying? And like, and and she thought she can continue to do that. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you can't. Yeah, you got you growing a child right now. You got to eat. Yeah. So like hers was opposite. I mean, did like she just want to pick out more, or she still wouldn't. Well, it, it, so the thing was, she just didn't like the idea of someone judging her body or com- not judging, but commenting on her body. And I feel like that's one thing that I'm learning right now is like. Like if someone wants to tell you they're pregnant, let them tell you you're pregnant. If they don't want, if they if they don't want to tell you, don't tell them. And then just don't give, don't put your projection on anything on a pregnant woman at the time because she's probably not mentally, emotionally willing and wanting to hear that from you. And also, there's legitimately you can say things one day and it'd be okay, and the next day and not be okay, and that's perfectly fine. So it was just like she would go to work and people would say, "Oh, you're so small." Oh, so I remember one time we were at one of the appointments, like, "Oh." It's like you just, like, you know, you just had a big meal. That's it. Like, you know, I can't even tell you're pregnant. You know, six months pregnant, seven months pregnant. I can't even tell you pregnant. It's like you just had a big meal. And it's like, she felt like, why is this person commenting on my body? And it made her feel, because you have, she's, she has no control of it. And so what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed, mm-hmm. to, am I supposed to look more pregnant for you, homie? Like, chill out, you know? Did she have, I'm just, I'm, and we're back on Megan again. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to get off, get off of this. I did not know that you had two Baby growths. The one that goes in, yeah. and the one that goes out. Yeah. So was hers in? She had more of an inward growth, yeah. Inward growth. Yeah. So that was her thing. Yeah. So the th- And it's just like, 
Okay, so obviously people are looking for an anatomy lesson here, but when you have the baby in the uterus, what happens is you are genetically, you know, predisposed to grow in certain ways. Like depending on how you're, because your intestines and your internal organs have to move. Yeah, shit got to move. Yeah, you yeah. have to move because it's got to make room for something. So like mm-hmm. if you are built in a certain way that your tightness is like prevents it from growing necessarily out, then you may have more of an inward, you know, growing, uh, you know, uh, a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Or some people out there, you know, it looks like they they got a mile long stomach because of the fact that they're more of an outward growing. But you know, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily indicate how big the baby is, how healthy you are. It's just all genetics and mm-hmm. what you're predisposed to. So, um, so let's 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 go ahead and stay on that. But from a man's perspective, what and like you already kind of uh, hit on a little bit. But I want can you, uh, I want you to expound on a little bit more because you know you're at the point now where like baby's already here too. Your responsibility. When she is hearing those things, you know, from you know, colleagues or whatever the case may be, she comes back and vents that to you. How do you handle that situation? I can't speak for every other woman on earth, you know, or, or how, how every other woman would like, like it. But she, for me, she, what I found is Megan just wanted me to be a cheerleader for her. Mm-hmm. Someone, it's, it's like it's like one of those, you know, like someone gassing you up in the sense of like someone talks. If someone says something crazy, you said, oh, hey, at work, this person said X, Y and Z. No, they didn't. Yeah, oh, no, they didn't. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what she wanted from me. She wanted me to be like, mm-hmm. oh, they wrong in doing that. They, that's, There's no way. Why, why don't they ask you that? You, obviously, baby, you you look good, like X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. the thing is, it's nothing up to them at all. It's like small stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what she wanted from me. Just She wanted me just to be just a, her biggest cheerleader, her biggest support, so that she could just feel like my feelings that I feel right now are validated. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's all she really wanted. Man, listen, you told, me, um, you told me that in the beginning. You was like, yo, just... Just be just be there for her is 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 what you told me in the very beginning, and that cheerleading part is something else that heck I know I think I've mastered that because I've I've heard you know so and so so and so said this about me, babe. No, they did not. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 on my girl's side, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. All right, so moving on real quick, baby's here now. Yep, Olivia James is in the building. Yes, All right, sir. she's beautiful. Oh my God! Just a thick, curly black hair. Just, just a beautiful, 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 beautiful child. You landed here around like five a.m. Mm-hmm. yesterday, and um, I knew you was tired. Yeah. I'm just, I just, I just want a moment of silence for all those tired daddies out there. I know there's a few out there. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be there soon. <laughs> I need some tips. I mean. I, can you even give me tips at yeah, this point? Yeah, here's a tip. The tip is a mindset. The tip is a mindset. The tip okay. is understanding that you're going to get through it. The tip is understanding perspective at the time that either you have got to recognize that you're going to get through it and remember at all times that you and, you know, Jasmine for you are going to be on the same team. You guys are fighting the sleep demon together. You guys are fighting this feed situation together, the breastfeeding situation. For many women I talk to, you know, because I'm 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 into I, like now I I want to just know because I I can't biologically produce the baby, you know, at the time and I can't biologically produce milk, so I just want to know what the hell's going on, right? So I'm just mm-hmm. so interested in that stuff. You've always been like this. Yeah. Too. So like just all right, this is the situation I'm in. I want to know all about this situation. Yeah. So so I think that one thing I've talked to many women about is the fact that uh, many women said that. Breastfeeding is one of the hardest, you know, things they've dealt with in, in that, that fourth trimester. You know, like the post having the baby is one of the hardest things they deal with. Uh, so from 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 what angle, like being able to produce or how to do it, like what, what? it's all different aspects of it, right? Because it's just like the certain expectations. So you know, certain women have this idea that they want to breastfeed, right? But but what there's so many variables, right? So one, did your milk come down? Do you actually have milk to actually give that child? And if and then if it, what you learn is that, that, you know, 24 hours to 48 hours to 72 hours, there's great changes that happen. So you may be dealing with something like, like that's one third of that child's life. You know, if, if you 72 hours is one third of that child's, 24 hours is one third of that child's life if it's three days old. So there's a lot of great changes that happen in that small period of time. And some of that times it's like milk comes down. A woman is also learning how to breastfeed, right? What does that look like? You know, as far as, the times I got to do it, right? I got to deal with my, I, I just gave birth. I spent hours maybe laboring. I, now I'm giving birth to this child. Now I got to be up every two, three hours breastfeeding this child. Then what's that baby like? Does that baby have a good latch to be able to, because la- babies don't naturally know how to latch onto the nipple. They have to learn 
You know what I'm saying? They, they're they're swallowing their own like you know ambiotic fluid in the in the womb, trying to get good at that idea of swallowing. But at the same time, they have to be able to get good at latching. And now some of that's on mom too. You know, some people have inward nipples. Some people have outward nipples. Some people have nipples that are really really good for breastfeeding because they're you know the. It's just all these different factors that go into it. Some women have you know. This man give me all the jump. I ain't yeah. man. I, I, I don't know if y'all see me on camera. But I'm like yeah, please. <laughs> everything he's saying like. I, I, you know, yeah, think about too, like, about there's, there's nipple guards out there because some women's nipples, you know, get really, really sensitive. I mean, most of all women's nipples get sensitive, but like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. a whole mouth that's putting all this pressure in your nipple all, mm-hmm. all day. And the thing is, the nipple is not something, they, they don't just suck on the actual nipple itself. It's not like a shallow latch. You want something like whether that whole mouth is opening up to the entire like areola, like the whole boob and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So all the different parts of it. So there's so many different factors that are out there. You have a lactation specialist that can help you, you know, you know, give you guidance on stuff, but your body is different than every other person's body. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn what is right for you. And it's a trying time. Mm-hmm. And that the best thing you can do as a, as a, as a male, uh, 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 part on that situation is being able to as just, a partner. Yeah. It's just be a partner as to one, know, know the person that you are dealing with beforehand. And, and, and because, for me, communication was important. Mm-hmm. Hey, Megan, before we get into this, what's your overall goal? Oh, I want to, I want to breastfeed. Okay. Just curious. What's, why do we want to do that? Like, what's our, why are we choosing to breastfeed? Oh, I just feel like it's a good thing to do. I don't take care of our child. Okay. Things like that. Mm-hmm. So what happens is if that ever became a situation, I could be able to use that tie down or that backwards idea of, I know we said we wanted to do this, but the baby's still going to be healthy if we're able to do this. You know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts on that? So, but recognize that you need to be a supportive person. They may say, hey, I want to breastfeed today. In the middle of the night, they say, I'm done breastfeeding forever. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be able to pump. I want to be able to do formula. Whatever it may be, just be willing to go with the flow mm-hmm. and be supportive because it's not it's not your body in that way. And and uh, I, I mean, Megan the other day was telling me she had, like it felt like she had like glass shards through her chest, blah, 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 because, you know, breastfeeding and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we like looking stuff up and like, um, like there's mastitis, which is like the infection of the mammary gland. You you can have like what's called thrush, which is like you know you know yeast and like you know because you go through like the uh, birth canal and maybe get some bacteria. It's all the different types of things that are out there. So breastfeeding is probably the hardest thing to do uh, that I've experienced so far. Mm-hmm. And I think that just being supportive, understanding, you know, get your ass up, change some diapers, you know, do that. Man, like, you you said something earlier, too. I feel like this is really key, and I want to make sure we highlight that, and that is the uniqueness of every queen, every woman out there. Yeah. Ain't no one size fit all for none of this shit. Yep. Everybody's situation is going to be different. Everybody's boobs going to be different. Body's going to be different. The baby itself, how they yeah. react is going to be different. Like, you're literally different. Like, everyone's going to be different. Um, and to your point too, like you, you know, you're doing your research and look and she's doing her research. You see a lot of stuff out there, but from what I'm hearing you say is, Hey, you just got to be supportive. But I feel like you were just like, yo, we just got to kind of figure out what's best for us yeah, in our situation. Cause we can't mm-hmm. compare it to, you know, um, uh, the family down the street. Yeah. Shit different. You said compare, like I think like comparison. I, I think the whole idea is like comparison, like the thief of joy situation, and where it's like, uh, okay, w- see, there you go. What happens is when you compare, that is a real trouble that we had to deal with because the book said this, or online it says this, and my body's doing something totally different. My child is doing something totally different. What am I doing wrong? Is the mentality versus like, hey how can we overcome this? We're thinking to ourselves, like we're beating ourselves up over like what we're doing wrong. And that frustration and expectations really do hurt you in those ways. So if I had to say anything to you, I know you're probably listening to like, I'm giving you advice on not taking advice, but what I'm saying is, uh, you know. <laughs> facts, facts, go ahead. No, 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 not for real, the real talk. But I, what talk I think, just, just be, just be understanding that, that you're going to go through it. Like there's no, like there, you got to go through it. Like there is legitimately no, no easy button or, or some, you know, get rich quick scheme or whatever. It's just, you got to go through it. You got to go through the pain of this and just be recognized that it's a lot easier to go through it when you're able to communicate mm. and you are able to love. So just be supportive in that way. I want to I transition real quick to a conversation. I feel like most fathers or, you know, partners, whatever the case may be, um, deal with once the baby is here. And that's the work-life balance, mm-hmm. especially for a man's perspective. Oh, that's uh, good, bro. This is, this is good because I, I, I went to church today, so I got, I got me a little sermon in. 
For real? Yeah, bro. All yeah. right. Well, let me ask, ask my question first before yeah. we start preaching, Creflo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Creflo, you know. Um, that transition, you know, you you kind of told me where you, where you are with your business and everything uh, everything else as far as find, finding that time. I know me and you have had conversations about, you know, career goals, you know, um, actually setting out a plan on where we want to be by certain years, things of that nature. Um, has things changed or are you still on that same path? And if you are on that same path, I know you had to make some adjustments because I know your work life has to be different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't go full throttle into the business like you did before. Or can you go full throttle into the business like you uh, used to? I mean, like, cause you still got to sleep, you know? But your priority, at least what I'm thinking when I have my uh, uh, daughter is, my, my all of my attention those first couple of months is going to be straight on, you know, that baby and the wife. So how are you dealing with that? I, I know it's still early, but how how are you dealing with that? And like, you know, trying to juggle, all right, you know, I still got career goals. And like, I know if I get to these career goals, who's going to be straight? But I mean, how 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 are you having, like, how are you adjusting to that? I think it's super important to recognize, like, give yourself priority. And when you give yourself priority, then you can now create boundaries surrounding those things. And so you talked about going like full throttle. Like, maybe I, like... Maybe it's even more important that I go full throttle within certain segments of time versus it being like I was able to go full throttle for long periods of time or or I was able to give like, you know, half throttle throughout and be able to get the same type of effectiveness. And I say all that because it's probably kind of ambiguous. I talked about church and whatnot. So beyond, beyond today's church service, Proverbs 14.23 is my favorite Bible verse. Like that's my, like Proverbs 14.23 is my. Say it. It's all work brings profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Right. So, and for me, it's so important because it doesn't say all hard work. It just says all work, all work brings profit, mm -hmm. but mere talk leads only to poverty. So like, that's one of my biggest things. Like, okay, I'm going to work. If I'm going to get it in, I'm going to work. I'm going to work. Cause I'm going to bring in profit. I'm, I'm not going to be a person who just talks about it. I'm going to go be about it. Like if I say, Hey, I make $500,000 in a year. Like that's going to happen. So like, that's, that's, that's my situation. And, um, so I'm really, really big on that. So it's so easy for me to just to like, uh, um, resort back to that idea, that mantra, that, that Bible verse in order for me to do it. But today's um, sermon. Yeah, some, sermon. It was Exodus 28 through 11. I may get you to look that one up because I don't know that one by heart, but it's Exodus 28 through 11. Um, and that spoke to me because I feel like, you know, like when you read a sentence and you only read half the sentence and then you read the other half of the sentence and it's totally, totally different. Oh yeah, people do that all the time with, with with the Bible specifically. Like they'll read part of the scripture, but they don't read the the entire passage. And they, you know, uh, people, what you do is you read what you want to read, but mm -hmm. you don't get the entire message of what it was trying to convey. Exactly. You say Exodus twenty what? Exodus twenty eight through eleven. Mm -hmm. You want to read it for me because I don't I don't know about heart. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Mm -hmm. That one. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God, and on it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor male or female servant, nor animals, nor foreigners residing in your town. For in the six days that the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Okay. And so that was huge for me to hear because I don't think that I don't see it as the idea of, okay, well, I just sit on my butt and do nothing on, on Sunday. But for me, holy means to be distinct, to be different, to be, you know, you know something that's holy, it's, it's different than the norm. This is holy. This right here is a, a holy place. Sacred. A sacred place. You know what I'm saying? And because of that, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? I'm always on this idea of all work brings profit. So I got to, I got to work. I got to work. I got to work. But I recognize too, that if I, if I work so much that I miss out on the rest of it, it doesn't matter. What are you working for? Uh, yeah, exactly. What are you, like, are you working for a lifestyle? Are you working for the family? Are you work yeah. for profit? And I think that it, it changes sometimes and there's different, you know, motivations behind it all. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's so important for me when I think of the work-life balance, it's like, I want to make, Sunday, the family day. I want to make that because it's holy. holy. And it's holy. Because uh, it's exactly because okay. 
you know, what, you know, one thing I'll tell you right now is I loved dating Megan and I'm not done dating her. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I can't talk about it. Yeah. So I, I can't have a situation where, you know, I'm only thinking to myself, okay, we're waking up every, all, every three hours of the night. I'm going, you know, I'm going to work. I'm putting this work in. Then I come back. And then it's just that whole uh, James Baldwin, uh, uh, Nikki Giovanni conversation where she's talking about, like, I need you to fake it. I need you to fake it sometimes when you come home because you give at the time the white man, because, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's talking, you give a white I know man. Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you give the white man you know, your smile on the job or you give, you know, the, you know, the other person on the smile on the job, but you come back at home and give me hell. This man right here. And so. He did go to church today, y'all. Yeah, so. <laughs> this so right so the thing no, is, it's so, it's so important to recognize like what's all this is about, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I have, it's, it's thrusted me to be more efficient. I am naturally not an organized person. Naturally, I don't really care about organization unless it actually serves me. Now I'm seeing right now Finally, how it serves me in a way that I could never imagine because I now have to leverage. And when I think of leverage, I think of two, either two things. Either I'm going to be able to do the same amount of work, leverage something and get more of a result, mm -hmm. or I'm going to be able to do less work, leverage something and get the same result. So I can either get the same with less work or I can do, um, or I can do uh, uh, less and, you know, and get the same result, right? Mm -hmm. So now I have to leverage Things like organization. How can I how can I put myself in a spot where I'm able to get the same type of result? Because I know that if I'm not bringing in like the way I calculate right now, if I'm not bringing in at least two hundred five a year, I I I can't do the things I need to for my family like the way I see fit. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's to me that's the minimum level. I, I can't go any lower than two hundred five a, a year. So, how, but I got to work in order to get that to happen. Mm -hmm. So. Either I'm working myself, physically working, or maybe it's going to propel me to now think I've got to leverage some stuff. I got to leverage some assets and some resources to have like, mm -hmm. you know, certain, you know, uh, other things working for me. Or do I need to be able to get better? And maybe like, hey, this is a $10 task in my mind. I, I call them $10 tasks, which means, hey, if there's something out there that, that I would pay somewhere $10 an hour for, maybe I don't need to be doing it. Maybe I need to let somebody else do it so I can be able to have that time, which is way more important to me right now than be able to actually save that money. Right. So, bro, like you're you're giving some gems and uns. I feel like somebody need to be paying for this. But I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I want to bring it back because everything you're saying is great. But the beginning, like the first two months, are you still thinking like that? Because what? you're only I mean, like, hey, you told me when you came back, you're you're operating right now, especially in the beginning phases, um, two hours feeding or three hours feeding, three uh increments of three hour feeding, right? Yeah. I mean does all that go out the window? I mean, like, how, 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 how can you prioritize, you know, or, 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 or do what you're saying do, which makes perfect sense if you got the time to do it and leverage whatever time you got. But right now, I feel like your time is is too un unpredictable. No, is it not? It is unpredictable. But and 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 because of its unpredictability, that's why it's so important to have a plan, a conversation, a thought process beforehand. beforehand. So. What we do right now is the way we operate is, and I'm not going to tell anybody how to do their own situation, but the way we operate is this. First three weeks, we've been very, very cognizant. I've been very, very cognizant of the fact that because we are exclusively breastfeeding right now, so in order for our child to eat, Megan's got to be awake and holding this child to be able to breastfeed him. So I am going to wake up every single time Megan wakes up. You were telling me about that. Talk, yeah. talk to me about that. Because I'm so I'm gonna so the thing is right now is solidarity. It's not the idea of it being fair or I don't have to wake up or I, if I don't have sleep, I can't help you out. But bro, get over it. Like get you you you, you got you gotta be strong enough to be able to say, look, I've been able to do a lot, a lot with little sleep, and I'm gonna get over it. You know, like you know, people say, Oh, you should sleep now. Like, bro, no matter how much you sleep before you have a baby, you're gonna still be tired. You, you can't you can't get there's no, you know, you can't I've been it. I wanna pause there right real quick, bro, because people have been telling me that, bro, get all the sleep you can get now. Cause you ain't gonna get that much when baby come, bro. I can sleep all day today. Yeah. If I don't sleep any tomorrow, yeah, you're still be tired. Tuesday I'm gonna be tired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter, bro. But now continue. I, I just I, I just want to point that out. I, I just want to point that out because I've I've been hearing a lot of people say this. I mean, just you know enjoy. It doesn't matter. Like you are eventually you are gonna have to just suck this shit up basically and being, just do what you gotta being do. Being committed committed is a a beautiful thing. If you're committed to something, then no matter what comes in, you're going to make sure that it still happens. Period. Difference between being interested and being committed. Because I'm interested, hey, I'm interested in helping my wife out. I'm interested in making sure she's supported. 
That means that if things look good, maybe I'll try it out. But if I'm committed to it, no matter what happens, whatever we're faced with, we're going to take care of it. So I'm committed to making sure that Megan feels happy, comfortable, loved, supported throughout this entire hard period of her time of her life. I just witnessed so like, you know, someone spend nine months of their body changing, mm. giving birth to a child. Now they're here. I can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to do some work and she's going to do something. Like, no, like I know that you biologically have a responsibility to this child as far as feeding. So what's going to happen is this. Even if, even if I don't have to feed, I'm up. Mm-hmm. I got the I got the app out. We don't left or right breast today. Okay, we don't left. Boom, got it. We counting the time so we know exactly how long the baby fed. Okay, I'm a, I got the same you know app. Okay, it, was it a pee or poop diaper? Okay, boom, it was pee and poop. So got that done. I'm going to you know changing table. I'm changing the baby. I'm doing all these things, and I'm sometimes when I know that the baby's just fussy, not necessarily just uh, and not necessarily just uh, hungry. Hungry. Yeah. I, I'll take the baby, go to another room. I mean, I mean, I, we. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. We walk around naked like it's our job right now because like. She has this whole situation of like wanting to keep her breast out because she doesn't want to have a like cloth over them because oh, they get God. sensitive and whatnot. The whole idea of chest to chest. So I'm like, I got the baby with me. And we're going downstairs. I'm, I'm comforting the baby. I know that I'm just trying to get Megan a couple extra hours of sleep mm-hmm. so that the baby's all right. If the baby starts getting fussy, super fussy, they're like, hey, babe, I, I've already changed the diaper. Can I get you up real quick? We feed real quick. Yep, she go, she's going to feed. She wants to burp the baby, have a little time to herself. We burp the baby. We, we transition on. So mm-hmm. it is legitimately like... That's beautiful, bro. It's something like you guys are working together. Mm-hmm. And if you like, it's already hard enough that if you're working against each other, you're going to fail. Facts. So you have to say to yourself like, you know what? This is hard and I'm going to work with you through the entire situation. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how we operate with, with it. You know, I, I some days I'll, I'll wake up and I'm like, it's, it's six o'clock in the morning. Like she also knows it's important for me to go to the gym and work out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, babe, can I go to like, I go to the gym at this time. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and go to the gym. I go to the gym, got my little situation going on for an hour. Then I come back. Mm-hmm. Then I figure out, what, hey, what's the game plan right now? What, what are we doing? Is the baby, does the baby pee, poop? Do I need to do something that can help you out? Okay, not. Boom. Have you, have you had breakfast? I'm going to make breakfast. And get, like, you got to understand that, she, once again, she may not be thinking to eat because mm-hmm. she, all these things are going on. So I got to be bringing in food. Man, and all that you, kind just, of stuff, you, just, so. you just stumble into something else because I've, I've I mean, heck, right now during the pregnancy, I feel like I'm already kind of, Getting adjusted to that right there. I don't whatever whatever move I make, I'm making a phone call. Have you eaten? I'm I'm here. You need me pick pick something up. Have you eaten? Have you eaten? Have you drank enough water? Yeah. You are something about bottles at yeah. the crib. Yeah. This is Jasmine. We gotta make sure she drink all this right here today. Like I'm yeah. I'm monitoring all of that right there. You said something though, interest versus commitment. You brought out the workout thing too, which I think is kind of crucial. Um, tell me how that conversation went because uh I want to make sure that I am in shape. And I do know, not even in shape. I, I won't even say just necessarily quote unquote in shape. To me, working out, being if, if I'm playing ball, if, if I'm running, if I'm lifting weights, whatever the case may be, that's a time for me mentally, emotionally. Yep. Um, heck, even sometimes spiritually, because I've started even like just reading books when I'm just on a tre- treadmill. Well, not reading, you know, um, audibles or whatever the case may be. That's a time for me to kind of, you know, I need my mentals to be kind of straight during this whole time period as well. Is that where you are with it? Like, do you work out more so just for the body, which is important? Is it more so for your, for your mentals when you go back into the house? And I, I can't say one is more so than the other. I think that it's holistic. I think that you work out physically for your physical body, and then you work out for your, for your mental situation. For me, I, I work out because it's also routine as well, giving me a little bit of normalcy. So like, you know, even though I got this baby in my life, they're changing my life, putting it upside down, have some sort of like normal situation. How she reacts to you saying, all right, like six o'clock is my time to work out? Well, that's the part of it. I do not say six o'clock is my time. I'm inflexible because I know that I want to work out. I'm committed to working out. Mm-hmm. I'm not subjected to a certain time of having to be because, okay. because the baby doesn't go damn up my workout schedule. Facts. So, so if the baby slept really good last night, I can get some time to go do that at this time, then great. But if not, then I got to make sure that I, I work that situation in, in and be committed to making it happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also communication too. Megan understands what working out does for me. Mm-hmm. So she's not fighting me. She works or, out too. I mean, yeah. like y'all came down here and we was running together. Was yeah. she pregnant then? Yeah. She was pregnant when she was, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, how is, I mean, is she getting back? I mean, I, it's, it's, it's there early for you. It's there early. So bro, she, she, she working out every day, bro. She got a- she, Word. She, I mean, and this, no, I'm talking about she got a seven pound, eight pound baby. She picking up every single day. Well, okay. Picking up, you know, so, so, so <laughs> yeah, um, we, 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 we going on walks right now. I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, she got a lot on her plate. So, uh, 
we we had we we're a very body positive situation at home where it's like you know she has high standards for her body and whatnot, but she's also giving herself big word grace grace during this time mm-hmm. because she understands that she just she has to take care of her responsibility to a child. She can't be so superficial about her body and whatnot. So, um, but she under, Megan understands the value that that working out does for me. So she knows that if in order for me to give me to be able to give her the best portion of me, sometimes I got to go work out. And mm-hmm. so that's what that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I, I I make sure that I do it in a in a way that is is if we gotta if we gotta do something, I'm doing all the things I gotta do beforehand, trying to set her up for success. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't give Megan a, a baby that has an unclean diaper. I don't mm-hmm. you know I, I don't I don't I don't say hey hey there's an unclean like if it's if it's unclean I'm gonna do it every single time and and, mm-hmm. and we we gonna like if I got the capacity to take care of this I'm gonna take care of it. Yeah. So, bro, that you saying that anyway is just I feel like men. This is just a if you single right now looking for a lady and like you need like I'm talking about like actual queen too. You know what I mean? Like one thing that'll give you so many points inside the house is if there's something that you know need to be done, just do it. Just do it. And for like me, simple, yeah. like pick up your jaws off the floor. Just, just like simple stuff like that. Why you single? Now we you know obviously with like kids get a little bit more different. But I'm talking about like the, those young men is out here dating right now. Like that small stuff. If you know something needs to be done, and you know if you don't do it, she's going to do it later on. Like you ain't doing nothing else right now. Just go and knock it out. Knock that shit out real quick, bro. She, I promise that small shit they'll definitely appreciate. But go ahead, continue, bro. Uh, and to speak on that real quick, be willing to have this conversation. By saying, I say to Megan all the time, I say, Megan, I'm not naturally a person who gives, like, who's super, 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 super clean. That's not naturally who I am. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you this. Will you, like, do me a favor? Like, we, like, cause laundry in the house. Mm-hmm. I, put my, I put my clothes in a dirty clothes hamper. I, every single night before I go to bed, I make sure nothing's on the floor. I put my Because Megan keeps the place so clean. I, I feel like weird about those. It's like if you, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I so know. I, I feel weird about throwing my clothes on the ground somewhere. So, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, make sure I didn't have this. <laughs> exactly. So, I put the stuff in there. But I don't think to do the laundry. So, I, I, I say, Megan, what do you, what, what's on the agenda today? Her mind works like that. We got to do laundry. We got to take the sheets off. We got to go to the grocery store. So, I'm like, okay, boom. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Task. I'm going to do this. I got the task. I got, I got the task. task list and I'm going to be able to knock these things out. So I think I like that. she understands, like I think originally it used to be frustrating to her when things weren't done. She felt like she was like taking up more of a burden, but she wouldn't communicate to me what needs to be done. Because we didn't know. Yeah, exactly. We just didn't know. Exactly. Or I, just, I don't, I don't, I don't think, that's not the way I operate. That's not the way I think. Yeah. I don't think to myself, oh, well, these things, like, for me, if nothing needs to be done at the time, I'm sitting down watching some TV. Facts. So, but at when the same I was time, living by myself, I washed clothes when I had no more drawers to wear. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> that's exactly how it is. That's that's how it was. Yeah. Oh shoot. Like, oh, I don't got no drawers to wear. Oh, let me let me watch. Well, I guess today's the day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you go get my shit together. Exactly. Exactly. Bro, you gave me some jewels today, man, and um, I'm really excited. I, we got. I want. I want to get you for like another like just five more minutes. Five more minutes, and I want you to talk about the importance of community too, because me and you already talked about this. Like we doing this together. I feel like. You know, I mean, um, you was at my crib the other day during the gender reveal, and like you saw all of my friends with their kids and stuff. I feel like, yeah, we're on this journey together. I feel like community is so freaking important. Yeah. Um, vacation and things of that nature. But just talk about your aspect on that and why you feel like just that is so important, why it's so important to have your kids grow up in some form of a community. It's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm. And that is, I mean, that probably speaks well beyond what I'm going to say right now. Because... It's almost like enough said. But yeah. go ahead and, and try to do better. You can, you can, you yeah. can try. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. Go ahead. Community, community is so important because it becomes your backdrop. It's like, what you know, you, have, you strive to a certain esteem because of the fact that you see someone doing something, you hold yourself to a higher standard. It allows you to have support when you feel weak. It is, it is um, so important because the idea of you are a result of the people that you are around, mm-hmm. like that's so true. It is. So if you are not active and, and very deliberate about the community that you keep and that you are part of and that you are, 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 are building, then you are, you're, you're losing the game and you're not, and, and and you may, like at this point, because you heard this, you now 
you can't have, you can't you don't have the excuse anymore to not know that you you know you're ignorant to the fact that you're losing the game. Mm-hmm. But like now that you, you know it now it's out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So you have to be willing to not only be part and and seek out a good community but also be a great community member so that people are served by you being in that community Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Pull your weight. Basically, your weight. like I'm 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 joining this community not only to benefit from it but also to add value. Yep. Yep, and that's a beautiful thing when you're able to do that because, you know, you're you are a byproduct of you know of 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 your parents. Mm-hmm. I'm a byproduct of my parents. I'm you're a byproduct of you know the situations that you were put in. Mm-hmm. You're a byproduct. You know, there's there's a very um, it's not a it's not a coincidence that there's a lot of music in your life, and you know, in a lot of music and jazz in life specifically. That's a byproduct of where her dad was, mm-hmm. you know? And so we have to understand that community is so important for us to go far. We, we, can't, we can't always preach about the idea of like wanting change, wanting growth and all these other things if we're not willing to put in our effort into the community as well. Mm-hmm. Chris, I appreciate that, bro. That was beautiful. I mean, I, I, I think that's a cherry on top. Um, you know me, you're going to rap anyway. Um, but tell people where they can find you. You are with a great company out there in Charlotte. Um, I don't want to give too many details about where y'all going to be next year. I know there's some stuff between me and you, but uh, you guys have an excellent podcast that you are a part of with your company. If you can tell the people about that real quick. Gotcha. Uh, so the company is called Contractor Growth Network. Um, it really is, um, it's created in mind for residential contractors, right? So mm-hmm. people who do everything from painting to, you know, outdoor living spaces, you know, fences, decks, uh, to, you know, who do like remodels for homes and things like that. So that's who it's actually geared for. But I would say that it's huge on mindset. It's right. huge on understanding, like, in order for me to get to where I want to go, I have to change my mindset. I change my mindset, I can, I can do anything, right? So mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. That's Contractor Growth Network. You can find that on all the different platforms and whatnot. Um, you know, my personal, um, Instagram is CJ Livin, uh, CJ L I V I N. Um, and then I, you know, I've had some cool opportunities to travel around the world quite a bit. So, um, that's going to be, where is CJ Livin on Instagram as well? But, um, any support that anyone can always supply and and join the community and, and, um, you know, I, I, I love it. I I got to have a whole community on Facebook and I have a, you know, Facebook group called, you know, common sense contracting where we help out contractors in that way. So it's so mm-hmm. important to be part of the community. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Where is CJ living? But boy traveled around the world, literally every continent except for Antarctica, correct? Yep. Um, you didn't know what, like three months? Yeah, about three, it was it was a little more than nine, it was uh, yeah, about about a hundred days and some odds changed. So a hundred months and, and it, it was amazing seeing you on that journey, bro. That was amazing. There's a whole other conversation I mean, you can potentially have about, you know, just cultural differences and how that affects your life and outlook on life. Because, I mean, you have had some heated conversations about some, but, but some good stuff, bro. Yeah, yeah. Some really good stuff. Um, thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode of As I Recall. Um, always, you can find me at um, on IG at Mr.Asweet. Um, but, you know, I do most of my damage on Twitter. A.Sweet is the name. The handle is at Shock the World. That is at S-H-O-K-H, the world. That's how you spell it. At S-H-O. KH the world. It's at Shock the World. Um, if you guys have any questions for me or anything that you want to recall and go back on, definitely hit me up in the DMs and we'll have some conversations about it. Other than that, um, shout out to the Raw Room Media Group. Um, check those boys out, DB um, and JC. Shout out to Faye. Shout out to Fast Nasty, aka Matt. And the boys are doing some great things over there at the Raw Room Media Group. Um, we have some great, great conversations. Um, AJ Brown, uh, you know, um, shit. Uh, Jack Rabbit, aka Janoris Jenkins, came through. Uh, Nav Green, a couple other fellas came through, making great combos. So check the boys out as well. Other than that, have a great day. We will be back. Peace. Taking money, plant a tree. Don't you know? I want you, baby. I want you, girl. Ain't seen you lately Tell me Tell me Am I living right? Oh yeah Am I living right? Oh yeah Am I living right? Am I living
living right Enclose your mind into a caption Make that caption, take a picture Take that picture, put it on your feed See you got too much need Envy, hate from all these women All these women supersede Probably listen, take your attention And fake what we don't need But I see a deeper purpose Know I listen when I'm wordless Know that's tension when you nervous Don't deserve the hate in person Take it, make your mind up if I don't think to agree But tell me what I'm doing wrong so I could tell you what I see Yeah, am I living right? Am I living right? Am I living right? Am I living right? Taking money, plant a tree Don't you know? seen you lately tell me tell me am i living right am i living oh yeah am i living right am i living oh yeah am i living right am i living right am i living Thank <laughs> you.